Welcome to Real Talk with PJ, where we learn more about and engage with the man, visionary, and lead pastor of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God. We look at real life issues facing our society and culture today through the word. Each session, we will touch on topics such as relationships, marriage, business, finances, and more. Listen to this week's episode as Pastor John covers the topic of faith, family, finance, and our future beyond COVID-19. Once again, I want to welcome you all to tonight's broadcast. And before we get into tonight's discussion, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, I think that it's important for everybody to get to know PJ a little bit better. So we decided that we're going to start off with a little game. We're going to call it Fast Facts with PJ. So PJ, I'm just going to ask you rapid fire questions and you're just going to pick an answer. We're going to go from there. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? All right. First one, going out or staying at home? Staying at home. Whataburger or Chick-fil-A? Waterbug. Favorite sports team? Cowboys. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Sweet. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Skydiving or scuba diving? Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Favorite snack? Chicken strips. <laughs> Chicken strips. Favorite color? Blue. Favorite place you visited? Israel. Favorite fruit? Pineapple. Favorite candy? (laughs) Tom Tom. (laughs) Favorite day of the week? Oh my God, Sunday morning. All right. If you could pet any wild animal, which would you pet? A tiger. Tiger. Dream car? Lamborghini. All right. Dream vacation destination? Italy. Okay. Something you'd like to learn? Learning to play the bass guitar. All right. Read a book or watch a movie? Watch a movie. What is something most people don't know about you? Hmm. I'm a good cook. (laughs) All right. What is something you're very grateful for? For life and salvation. For life and salvation. Amen. If you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Huh. That's a a serious one. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but Donald Trump. Why? Okay, we have to pause. Hold on, pause. Hold the phone. Why? Because I'm intrigued by leadership. Okay. And um, I always believe that there's something that gets a man to the top, Mm. whether you believe it or not, whether you like him or not. Mm. And I think... I believe that there's something about him that we all can't see, but God sees. And I want to sit with him and possibly find that out. All right. That's a, that's a good answer. Good answer. All right. If you could witness any event in the Bible, which would you choose? David killing Goliath. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. What is your fondest childhood memory? Um, I was five years old and my dad took us um, for a picnic. And I guess that was the last time we ever had um, a fun time with him before he passed. And um, I remember him carrying me on his back and he, he was a good swimmer. Wow. And um, he gave us Capricorn, you know, and um, we just had a great time. Uh, um, and each time I remember that, it brings tears to my eyes. And uh, I think that's one of my most fun memories. memories. 
Beautiful. Who has been your biggest role model? Reverend Dr. Felix Omobude. Why? Um, he's a simple man that I, I know he served one of the greatest um, patriarchs of faith that the world has ever seen. Um, I'm, not, I'm talking about Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Mm -hmm. And I know Archbishop is great, but a man that served that man mm. and still maintains his integrity, mm. it's not arrogant, it's a strong leader, strong voice, with so much grace, but yet so humble. Mm. Um, it's someone that I connected with at the age of 13. Wow. And I, and I sought for that grace. Mm -hmm. And looking at how my going after what God showed me at 13 eventually has manifested in my life so closely. And I've seen that effect rub off even in my ministry. Um, I'm always so grateful. I, I, it's intriguing each time we both sit down and talk because we, 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 we never expected that we would have the relationship that we have. But he knows that there was something that I, I, was, I saw. And he's also grateful that God gave him an opportunity to make an influence in my life, even though it was distant, but now the grace of God has brought us together. So he's one man that I, I so dearly love, and God has used him to really, you know, shape the way I look at how God can raise a man from nothing to something. Wow, that's powerful. Um, what's a language you desire to be fluent in? French. Mm -hmm, okay. If you could go ask God any question, what would it be? And get the answer. <laughs> Why did you take my dad at 41 years old? Mm, wow, that's deep. And the last question is, what is something you'd like to achieve before your next birthday? Which is coming soon, by the way. <laughs> Shameless plug. Get the building of BCAG completed. There we go. Well, you heard it here. Amen. Amen. Well, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. That's a little bit more of our pastor. We're going to take a quick break. But before we go, we want to just direct your attention to some Avalanche of Love videos. And if you have any comments or any questions that you'd like to um, leave for our pastor, be sure to leave them in the section below. Stay tuned and God bless. Hey, everybody. We're back with Pastor John. Just ready to kick off this Q&A session. So first, Pastor. You know, you're not just a pastor, you're not just a periodontist, you're not just a parent, um, you're not just a life partner to Pastor Chidi, um, you're also a community leader. So how are you able to find balance, and especially with everything that's going on, how are you able to manage and have everything in your life just harmonize and flow together? Um, first of all, I want to give all the glory and praise to God. Um, when I look at my life, I. I I, I want to sincerely say my life is a product of the grace of God. So as a basic foundation, it's the grace of God that has given me the ability to be able to wear the different hats um, and constantly relying on the grace. Um, I'll say this, a lot of people have grace, but they don't rely on the grace. Mm. It's almost like you have an extra leg 
but you need to rely and take advantage. So what I do is I know that God's grace is upon my life and I do my best to maximize the grace of God through the word of God, through prayer and through faith in the word. Um, I was saying to a pastor friend of mine, I said, there are people that hear the word of God and they believe. There are some people that say, well, I don't really believe. The dimension that we are, or true believers are in this day and age, is not just even believing the word mm. or practicing the word. Mm. We live the word mm -hmm. because we believe it. It, it. We've gone beyond just believing. We're living. Mm -hmm. Believing is, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to try. No, no, no. We're living the word. So every day, I, I do my best to live the word. If I see it in the word, I'm going to put it to practice. I'm going to give it everything. And if the word of God worked for David, I believe strongly it's going to work for me. And David wore many hats. He was a singer. He was a shepherd. Mm -hmm. He was a king. And so that's exactly Jesus, the same thing. So I trust God. I put my confidence in God. I take prayers very seriously because there's no way you can handle all that you have in life without prayer. And prayer is just simply telling God, I depend on you. Mm. So that's the second step. Then the third step is recognizing the gifts of God in my life. Because with whatever task that God has given to me, God has given me the necessary provision mm -hmm. to manage the vision, starting with my wife. Amen. And so... My wife is a big powerhouse, a great source of inspiration and help. I know a lot of people see the Pastor John with fire, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but I always say, you know, Pastor Chidi is the, is the wisdom behind the fire mm. that, that, that puts a human face mm. to the lion move. Wow. Uh, and and she, she may say it very simply, but that kind of helps me, okay, calm down. She, you know, it calms me down right. and helps me. If, if, if it makes sense to Pastor Chidi, it probably would make sense to the world. Okay. If it doesn't make sense to Pastor Chidi. Then it ain't going to make sense to anybody else. Then, <laughs> so she's my litmus test. And so I take mm. advantage of that every day. My mom, of course, my kids, they keep me human. Then most importantly, as you look at the work, the pastors of BCAG, the leaders of BCAG, the members of BCAG, my amazing staff in Life of Periodontics, and all the great influences that God has given to me. I take um, relationships and friendships very seriously. And so I believe that for every person that God has placed in my life, either as a direct friend or associate or acquaintance, God gave me those people to help me stay afloat. So all those are part of the grace. Mm. And so when I maximize all those, it keeps me balanced. And that's how I'm able to manage all these and still wear the different hats and still wear make impact. So when it comes to pastorship, what point did you know that you were called to be a pastor? And, and I would say like, especially in this season where God has everybody at home. Right, right. <laughs> this is like the time to get the blueprints for the year and for your life, honestly. So yeah. at what point in your walk with the Lord did you know like, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor? Okay. I, I, born into a pastor's home, I knew that 
you know, we were all involved in ministry. I just didn't know that I was going to be a pastor. Mm. Um, but at the age of 13, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I, I, I would have believed that is the turning point in my, in my life. Getting filled with the Holy Ghost, um, things just turned for me. My passion for God increased by like a thousand, you know. Um, passionate about singing, passionate about worship, passionate about service. Then, of course, being involved in ministry. I never knew I was going to be a pastor of a church. Like, absolutely never knew. Yes, I'd served in leadership positions, even campus ministry, but being the pastor of a church was the farthest thing away from my mind. Really? The reason is, I knew God called my elder brother, and he's the one that everyone has ever, always looked up to as a pastor. So in my mind, I'm like, God forgot me. <laughs> well, peace, I'm going to go look for money. But I'm, I still love you, but I felt like I, I was off the hook. But you know, like in life, God is always interested in that one person that never expected it was going to be called so six years into my service here uh, with my pastor here uh, in san antonio the, the lord told me I, I needed to go into the pastoral ministry so it was just a shock to me like it was to everybody that i was going to be the pastor of a church because i was ready to do my own thing still serve still worship god but that's how god called me and i'm grateful that he called me because it's a trust Right. Trusting lies into your hands as a priest. It's a big, it's, it's a, a big, big deal. deal. And I don't take it for granted, but I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right. So with everything that's going on, especially, like I said, with everybody being at home, um, we did have some people ask some questions. And this is the time to plan. That's right. <laughs> you know, um, we did have a couple questions. Somebody asked, what advice does Pastor John have for a, young, for a young adult that would like to open a business but does not know how or what type of business? Well... Um, if you're a young adult, you want to open a business, but you don't know what type of business you want to open, then go with what you're passionate about. Mm. Because your passion is the greatest GPS mm. to your purpose. Mm. That's deep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that hit different. <laughs> that hit different. <laughs> if, you are not, if you are not passionate about something, you won't do well in it. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's a million dollar business. Mm. So for, if, you like, if you like fried chicken and cooking, <laughs> you probably would do well because you will be able to endure the process mm -hmm. to get to the product. Mm. So pa following your passion is the number one. And when you go towards the direction of your passion, look for people that are doing very well along the lane of your passion. So mm. I like dentistry. I started hanging out with dentists and going from office to office. People see me as a dentist today or a periodontist. But I knocked on over 50 doors of different dentists in Dallas-Fort Worth looking for someone to mentor me. Mm. So when you have your passion, look for mentors. That's the second step. So your passion, you don't know what to do? Okay, what's your passion? What do you like? Fine. Look for a mentor who is doing very well mm. in it and attach yourself there and learn the tricks of the trade. Mm. In that process, you'll see some things and you would really find out, do I really, really want to do this? And ask them questions. Then also, find out someone who went into that business uh, venture and it probably didn't do well. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And I think that's where a lot of people don't go. We all, some people just get stuck in the who did well. Mm. Don't do that. Find out the person that didn't do well and find out why they didn't do well. Mm. Because... 
it's so easy to know what to do. Ah. But it's so difficult to know what not to do. To know what not to do. Oh, and so most people that fail uh -huh. don't fail because of what they do. Mm. They failed because they didn't know what not, not to, to do. do. Wow. So in planning, especially um, your life, whether career, whether marriage, how do you see God's blueprint like? How do you cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit so that you know this is the direction I have to take for my life? One of the best things that can happen to a child of God is hearing the voice of God real time. Mm -hmm. Like when I say real time, I know people say, hey, God speaks to me through dreams. God speaks to me through vision, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Those are good things, please. I don't have a problem with that. But I think the best thing that can happen to a believer is to hear the voice of God real time. Like I'm speaking to you right now, you know, and because a lot of people don't hear the voice of God, they're not able to grow in their relationship with God. So let's say God wants to take you from here to 10 miles away. Well, if you can't hear him, you can't grow with him. Mm -hmm. So you know, cultivating your relationship with God involves you spending time with God paying attention to the little prompts and instructions that he gives to you. As long as you obey those step by step, it's like a baby that's learning to, to walk. First of all, they crawl. And after the crawl, they stand, they fall sometimes. And sometimes God would allow you to intentionally make some mistakes. Mm. And his grace will cover that. Then you learn to walk, then you learn to run. But obeying that little by little, you would hear, it will look like your voice, mm. but it's not, your voice. it's not your voice. How you know is that when you obey those voice or those, that the promptings of the Holy Spirit, especially, you'll find out that number one, it's guided by the Word of God. Right. It has to be guided by the Word of God. The Word of God is the foundation. As you obey it, you see the outcomes that He told you before mm. you did the obedience or you, you took the first step. If you obey those little voices with constant voice recognition, you'll be able to recognize this is God speaking. Mm. He said, my sheep, hears my, my voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. voice of another, they won't follow. So if you're truly his sheep, you will hear his voice. And God would only speak to you with a voice that you can recognize. Recognize. Hey. Mm. And that's the greatest secret mm? to success. That's deep, sir. Um, we had a different question. It says, good evening, pastor. Thank you so much for your energetic teachings. I love it when you take off your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> May God continue to bless you. Question, does physical attraction matter in picking a spouse? Also, what are the key things to look out for from a male perspective? So thank you. <laughs> Pulling the jacket, it's, it's, I promise you it's not a stunt. I, I just, I get, I get so excited, excited about God that I've, I feel like tearing my clothes off. I, <laughs> but I know I have to be respectful, so I have to come to, you know, so that's about right. the jacket. But thank you, though. Um, is physical attraction important? 100%. Facts. My, my dad, and this I heard from my mom, my dad as a pastor, used to say this because he used to be so good at marriage um, counseling and ma marriage messages and stuff like that. And he said that, you know, there's no way two people will walk together or live together that over time familiarity wouldn't kick in. Mm. So it's so important that 
when you are relating with someone, the attraction, it's, if it can be 200%, let it be 200%. Glory. Because as you walk together, you're going to see some things you don't like that it's really going to tick you off. <laughs> if it drops from 200 to 100%, you're still good. True. But if your attraction or your liking that person or your affection for that person, it's really like, let's say, 70 or 50, and it's just tolerable, when challenges of life come, all of a sudden, you discover that it drops and it drops to 20%, then you're almost at a point where you can't help the person. So attraction is important, but it is not the most important. Now hear me. Purpose is the most important. Purpose. And child of God, you can still find an attractive spouse with purpose. Mm, that's good. Facts. So, and I, and I think many people get sucked into the mindset that, oh, um, you know, most people that we see that are purpose, they are not really beautiful or, no. Everybody <laughs> that, is <not> <laughs> that is made by God is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And of course, remember, beauty is, 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 in, is in the eyes of, of the, the beholder. beholder. Yeah, and true. whatever you want to see, you can create. God has given us a creative instinct. God is a creator, made us in his image. So even if you want your spouse or that person, it's not how you meet the person that matters. It's, it's how the journey you bring that person or where you're taking that person to. Because as long as you're able to find purpose with that person, as you go along in life, you will discover that that person begins to transform into the image of the purpose. Mm. So some people just focus on what does she look, what is her statistics, and all that stuff. If you get lost in that, when you don't know where to go, you're going to get frustrated. Mm. And let me ask, let me tell a lot of people, young people, I know many people, like, oh, I just really want this amazing guy with, Nine packs. I don't know. Nine. Like that. Nine, sir. This lady with everything. Nine. <laughs> Ask many married people. Sometimes they don't even remember all those statistics. Because when purpose takes over everything, purpose is greater than the physical structure of a person. Yeah, true. And so we're made for a purpose. God even works all things together for the good of them that love him. And are called according to purpose. purpose so God yeah. is a God of purpose. If you find purpose, you'll find everything that you want. Hey, that's good. That's good. Well, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Pastor John is going to answer this question. What is one big mistake you can share you avoided by learning from the experience of others? And how did it make a change in your life? Everybody, welcome back to tonight's broadcast with Pastor John Enyameke. Before we went to break, we posed a very interesting question, and that question was, what is one big mistake you can share you avoided by learning from the experience of others, and how did it, how did it make a change in your life? Never rush to making decisions. Double check, triple check, 100 check, not only with God, but with man. I think some people hear from God, I've heard from God. Okay, that's fine. But even Jesus found favor with God and with man. Some people enjoy only favor from God. 
but they don't enjoy favor from man. You need both. So, because we're humans. So never rush. And instead of taking a quick decision, take one step back and just make sure that people are in sync. If, even if it takes you a longer time to be sure that this is God, make sure you take that time. It will save you errors and heartaches and mistakes in the future. So I had another question. It says, what advice do you have for the person who may feel that he or she may not have married the right person for them or the best person for them? You see, one of the things I discovered is, it may be crazy, I know someone's gonna think, oh, pastor, oh, there is no one person mm. that is the exact rib for you. The Bible says, <laughs> can two, two, walk together except they be agreed. So they need counseling and both parties must be willing to work out their differences. Every marriage or every relationship that deals with two different people, there's going to be conflict because we're not born from the same mother's womb. Even if you were born from the same mother's womb, we all think differently. But one person must be or both parties won't be willing to agree. I'll tell you what I learned about three months ago. It changed my life. I even shared it with my wife recently. Sometimes you may be right, but are you willing to act as if you are wrong for peace and make the other person feel that they are right? For okay. peace. Because even Peter was saying, if you suffer for what is right, you get credit with God. So I think because everybody wants to be right and tell you, you are wrong. And so that's where the problem comes. Jesus decided to take the sins that were not his to reconcile man back to God. If only we can see things from that perspective that sometimes... You're right, but just to maintain relationships, covenant relationships, accept to be wrong. Accept to be wrong. So for you, if you don't mind sharing, what's the most difficult part for you, not just you know, as a life partner to Pastor Chidi, but as a parent, um, as a person who's in ministry, as a periodontist, what is the most difficult thing for you to balance or to kind of find harmony in your life? <sighs> Enough time to rest. <laughs> Because, and I, and I say that because um, the more you stay in ministry, you discover it's not a sprint. And you, you can never finish it. Wow. Imagine the people that felt like, oh, you know, I'm going to win all the souls for the Lord. Some of them, nobody even remember that there was an Aura Robert. I can guarantee you if you talk to a young person, did you say Oral Roberts? Like, who's Oral Roberts? Well, at one time, he was like the main guy, you know? So, for me, is being able to rest and pace myself so that I can effectively maximize all the God-given opportunities. Because there's so much passion and there's so much I want to do within a short time. But it's just one body. 
and I have to rest this vessel. So for me, I think that's the greatest thing that I struggle with. And I tell you, COVID-19 has taught me that it's important to rest. Mm. And I have sure rested and I'm grateful for that. So what advice would you give yourself if you could meet yourself 20 years ago? Back when you were a wee lad. Okay, okay. <laughs> what, would, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, I made some mistakes earlier. And I allowed my passion to kick into overdrive that I never allowed discretion to guide me. So, please understand. Yes, I had so much passion, and I'm talking about now even relating to stuff, the Word of God. So, earlier on, I, was, uh, I had people that I could have built some real good covenant relationships with or made so much great impact in their life. Yes, I was doing great things, Mm -hmm. But I wish I didn't allow my passion drive me, but discretion, wisdom, spending time to explain things. So God will show me things, and I just tell them, this is what God is showing me, and I, uh, off I go. If you like, come. If you like, don't come. I discovered that it's not so much about getting things done, but the process of building lives along the process of getting things done. So God is more interested in the process than the product. Mm, that's good. And that's so good. when I became a pastor, I saw, they know even in the leadership meeting, sometimes they, pe people tell me things. I, I, just, I just take my time. And <laughs> I, I don't say a lot of words. So even though I'm passionate with the word, when it comes to decision making, I'm a little bit more guided. That's good. I had another question here. Um, Ruggie from San Antonio asks, Good afternoon, Pastor. In light of God's word, how do I nurture ambition and balance in my children? Very good question. Um, how do you nurture ambition and, and guidance, right? Right. Um, as you raise your children. Right. Get them around good people and let them see you hang around good people. Um, that's the best way. One of the things, and I'll give the typical example, my mom, um, being a widow, with six of us, um, she was very particular about who we hung out with. And even as a school teacher, it was interesting she did this, but now it makes sense. Not here, but back home, the very intelligent students were in the A class. Right. So like, um, first grade class A. There's also first grade class B. Most of the intelligent people are in first grade class A. So she's going to say, you know what? Whatever you need to do, my child needs to be there. I'll tell you, which is, and, I'm, and I, I don't mean to debase myself, I never really was a kid that, you know how some people say, oh, I was number one in the class. Mm -hmm respectfully, and I'm, I'm not putting myself, I don't think there was ever any time I was number one of the class. Wow. Oh, no. But I made sure that I was friends with all the number ones. <laughs> Strategy. And so I discovered that I always learned something from them. So what I think you need to do is understanding the capacity of your children, get them 
around people that are positive, people that have good work ethics, even mentors. I'm a dentist today because one of the people that always came to our house was a dentist. And so that shaped, I, I just listened to his conversation as a 10-year-old about what dentistry is all about. I never saw a dentist till I got into dental school. But just that I had that positive influence shaped my life. People become what they behold. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's good. <laughs> so you can never become something you don't behold. Mm. That's why you see even in the scripture, the word of God says, behold, behold, I do a new thing. If you don't behold it, you stay in old stuff. Mm. So get your children around positive people. Let them see you hang out with positive people. Push for positive things. Soon they become positive influences. That's good. That's good. Um, I had another question here, um, especially, you know, talking about God's timing and trusting God and letting him lead. Somebody asked, any relationship advice that PJ has for getting engaged in the future? And then marriage, if that's something a couple has talked about and committed to do, but the timing currently is not feasible due to being in school. Okay. Again, you can never, I can never overemphasize the importance of mentors. A lot of people are great with great potentials, but you need a mentor. You need someone that you trust and can give you sound advice. Again, even though you you so you 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 have a relationship, you have some you you there's love in the air, you have plans for your school, everybody's time cannot be your time. Mm -hmm. Some people they may just need to get married while in school. So there's, there's times and seasons. I preached it in Bethel. You need to understand what is the time and season that God has for you and get guidance. If you have no other person to talk to, talk to your pastor. That is one spiritual person that God has placed in your life that has a moral and a spiritual responsibility towards your destiny. And if they love you, they won't lead you astray. When you get that guidance, also learn to trust their judgment prayerfully. I think a lot of people have good mentors in their life, but they still want to do what they want to do. So you have mentors, but you just want to inform them. If you're not going to listen to the mentor, then there's no purpose or there's no point listening to a mentor. Any mentor you listen to, please, child of God, hear me, whether in marriage or anything, where they stop is where you start. And so it balances your life. And so, yes, the guy may be in college and you may have graduated and you're saying, let me just wait for... Well, if they say, okay, based on where you guys are, I think you can move on. If they give you an advice, they become partially committed to making sure that their advice never goes to the ground. That's the beauty of mentorship. So they take responsibility or insurance for whatever advice they give you and make sure they guide you through the process. I just think a lot of people don't have a lot of positive mentors or advice in their life. So for that person that's wanting to pursue a relationship and all that, you need counsel. Some of these things cannot just be given online like this. You need someone to get what's really going on and figure out, okay, are you guys really ready? Because to be honest with you, if you meet a guy that is ready to get married, Glory. it don't matter what you tell that guy. He can't wait for him to walk down the aisle and take his wife home. If the guy is not ready, he's not ready. But if he's ready, 
Case closed. <laughs> I have another question here. It says, good evening, PJ. Do you believe in divorce? So, Pastor John, do you believe in divorce? I don't. I don't believe in divorce. Um, and, I, and, I, and I know someone says, so really? Yes, I don't. Because the word of God says God hates divorce. But I, I believe that sometimes people need to be separated. Um, especially if you're in harm's way, especially if um, there's a threat to life. Because if, if someone kills you or, or does some harm to you that permanently disables you, then you can't really enjoy life or enjoy that relationship or even take care of your children. So I think wisdom, the Bible says, is profitable to direct. And if you know that you are under some abusive relationship or something, I believe that, hey, you know, you may need to take a break from that relationship just to get your sanity because, you know, the devil just uses some people sometimes. Yeah, true. And, and I've seen people, you know, do some real bad stuff. And if you're gone, you're gone. One of the reasons why I think people should not really take their lives carelessly is if that person does any harm to you or if you're in some kind of relationship um, they may or may not not be punished for it by the law depending on how things go but you know what if they ask for forgiveness God's going to forgive them mm -hmm. and that's something you know I can't deal I can't I can't fight with God for that so use wisdom if you are in a relationship that is not just healthy get counsel all right get counsel make sure the person gets counsel and if You've done everything, getting counseling, talking to the person, doing all that you know to do. I think sometimes you may need to back off from that relationship and get separated. And give it some time, hoping that the person will change. And if they don't change, and you've done everything you need to do, I think at that point, you need someone, your spiritual leader. And that's why I'm saying this. You can't just wake up and say, you know what, irreconcilable differences and peace out. Well, when you were trying to get married, there was a priest that was involved to get you married. I think you need to, at some point, find your way back to that same person that gave you spiritual guidance and see if you can re-navigate re your way back to peace. You know, and if every other thing fails, I, I let you handle that with God. I don't, I don't, I don't support it. Have I seen people that Eventually divorced, absolutely, but I don't encourage it. I think there's no situation so bad that God cannot solve. However, if you are ever in Ham's way in the process, I, I, I would allow for separation. You know, that's what I would say. And I did have and some... And no, please, you don't need to get involved with someone else in adultery during the process of separation. Please, very clear. Because that's a sin and that's adultery. Somebody did ask, what's the difference between separation and divorce? Separation is you guys are not apart, right? But you are not hanging out or messing around with someone else, okay? Mm -hmm. And you are, you are giving yourself some time to recalibrate and work things out. Right. Hoping for some type of reconciliation. That's what separation is. Mm -hmm. Divorce is... Peace out. <laughs> it's peace out with no more. 
And um, somebody just sent in a question. What is your opinion on parents introducing a potential person to their child or another person's child? Nothing wrong with that. 90% of marriages are going to come based on referrals. Mm, that's good. Yeah, based on referrals. 90%. Think about it. And I'll say this to anybody that this is not just culture. Please don't hear me. Even in the Bible. Even in the Bible. People that married people in the scripture, Isaac did not even have the time to talk to Rebecca or court Rebecca or take her out for dinner. They just spoke to Rebecca. A servant went and told Rebecca, my, my master's son needs a wife. And she moved. <laughs> and hopefully some things came. Of course, there are challenges there. Now, of course, we're in a new age now. There's a place for getting to know stuff. But this is what I would say. If, you're, if parents introduce, I think it's worth giving some attention and consideration. And I think some people just, oh, no, no, no. God forbid. I don't want to talk to this guy. You know, they, a lot of people want some things organically. I tell you the truth. Someone needs to speak on your behalf. Even Isaac couldn't get a wife for himself. He took someone to do the legwork. Mm -hmm. I myself married today. I didn't know my wife initially. Someone knew my wife. Glory. You know? So parents would think about it. They gave birth to you. They have your best interest at heart. Mm -hmm. They don't want a crazy in-law. <laughs> and so they're just protecting their investment. Think about it. If you give birth to a child, paid for that child's high school, took them to college, paid all that, invested close to $100,000 into the growth of that child. And to the most important decision in the life of that child, you tell that man that invested that money or that woman, I don't need your say. I can pick for myself. It's almost like a slap in the face. Now, don't get me wrong, I know there are cultural undertones, but I think out of respect, I think listening to the opinion of the parents shows honor. And when, are you getting up? I'm not trying to say that you should say yes to some guy that they brought from only God knows and say, this is my village man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that even if it's your village man, out of respect for them, just listen. Give it some consideration. You might just be blessed in that way. That's what I'm saying. I had another question. It says, God bless you, Rev. J. Do you think that it's about time we have children of God venturing into politics to take decisions that will favor his kingdom, considering everything that's going on worldwide with the Rona and all that stuff? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, God, God is a good God, and God is interested in politics, whether you agree with me or not. Mm -hmm. God loves leadership. Leadership comes from God. Um, and I think if some, and it's a calling, it's not for everybody. Um, I think, again, understanding your motives and, and intentions are very key. The, re, the problem is many people want to get there because they love the, the, the effect and all the blessings and all the wonderful things about leadership that they get carried away. I sincerely believe that God has people that can be great leaders. All of our scripture, David was a great leader. 
He was a man after God's heart. He played the role of a priest and also played the role of a king. There are people like that. And I think it's that time. However, understand that politics is a dirty game. It involves a lot. And if you are not careful, you could be corrupted. So you have to be able to weigh the effect of you making that choice to go. And if God did not call you, don't call yourself into politics. Because you could lose your soul, get into the dark side, and find it very difficult to come back to the right path. So I think it's for a few people, not for everybody. But yes, it's possible. So I, I would ask you, I know, I mean, on top of being, you know, like we've discussed a pastor, a parent, a life partner, you're also a periodontist yes. and a business owner by the grace of God. So what is your strategy in this season, you know, and what's your advice to other business owners that are freaking out and wondering, like, God, how am I going to make it oh, through this question. season? I'm, I'm waiting for this. <laughs> All right. So let me, let me say this to business owners. I'm a, I'm a periodontist, um, um, and by that I'm a gun surgeon, you know, we do implants, Gumbridge construction, jaw surgeries, bone grafting, sinus surgeries, and all that stuff. I, I, I believe that half, 90% of the church members don't understand how gruesome the surgeries that I'm involved in, and I still come here and preach, you know. It's crazy mm -hmm. that it's really fine and high detailed procedure, all right? Um, so for businesses, I'll say this. There's going to be a new normal. Things are not going to automatically return back to the way things used to be before COVID. However, our outlook as believers must be this. Romans 8.28, for we know that God works, I like that translation, God works all things out for the good of them that love him and accord according to his purpose. You must have that at the back of your mind, whether you're making so much money like before or you're making less money, you must let your confidence be in God and not the economy so that you can let God drive your innovation, let God drive your decisions, let God drive your ideas. Then also you must change strategy because in famine, your strategy in famine has to be different from your strategy in abundance and plenty. And so business owners, you may need to reduce prices. You may need to engage people more than you used to. You may need to understand that everything is not going to be fast-paced like it used to be. So switch from quantity to quality. And if you maintain quality, your quantity will go up. Again, generosity the principle of sowing and reaping is so vital now i discovered that when it comes to blessings business giving anything that is not planted as a seed can never grow and 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 i don't know how to to say it enough to believers and please don't get me wrong I've not, I've not opened my office in like four to six weeks, officially working like I normally used to work. Mm -hmm. But the truth is God has never failed me. In fact, I'm at more at peace, nothing, not, nothing missing, nothing broken. And so I'm discovering some new things with my relationship with God, that God is my source. And so sometimes... The reason why we worry and want to hold on to the things that we can hold on to is because we think we're in control. But God can better take care of your life than you can. 
So understand this. In famine, remember a man called Isaac. Isaac sowed in that land. It was fun. If, except you don't believe the word of God. Except you don't believe it. But if you don't believe it, you don't believe it. But if you believe it, you got to live it. He sowed in that land and he reaped a hundredfold. So let me give you this secret. If you're a child of God, you're a business owner, please listen to what I'm telling you today. When you sow in famine, 99% of other people are not sowing. And so if you are the only one that is sowing, you're likely to be the one that has the biggest harvest when other people run out. So when you sow, you are investing because, and if you don't think about basic one-on-one agriculture, if many people are planting, the nutrients in the soil will be spread out to all the seeds. But if it's very few seeds that are in the ground, they have more nutrients. So my encouragement to you is take advantage of this season to invest. Sow in people's life, give to people, if you give to people in their time of distress, the value of your seed has a greater weight than when they are in plenty. In fact, the Bible talks about a shrewd servant that, what did my master owe you? Or what did you owe my master? Okay, I cut this off. So any impact you make in the lives of people now has a greater advantage much later. And before you know what's happening, when other people run out, you are flowing in abundance. So that's my encouragement for all business owners. That's what I'm doing. And I tell you, God is moving in mighty ways. Glory. Glory. I wanted to just shout a few more people out. Chooks from Austin, Texas. God bless you. Maurice from California. Um, Ifayan from Nigeria. Ama from San Antonio, Texas. And our last question of the all evening. Right. Um, comes from one of our college students in SOV. Special shout out to SOV. And they ask, how do I balance school and church fellowship? I want to go, but I also need to study. Please, what do I do? Okay. You are in school to study. Your primary responsibility is to go to school and not to be in church seven days a week. There's a time for everything. I know BCG members are going to like, like, what? Pastor, you said that. Yes, I said it. There's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to be a student because failure does not glorify God. So you must learn the principle. And I preached it in Bethel. Jesus picked up a coin and they were asking him about paying taxes or dues. So what, whose head do you see on the coin? They said the head of Caesar. And Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And give to God what belongs to God. As a student, 90% of your time should be for your education and your success. Because when you succeed and excel, you're going to give more glory to God. I can tell you, no matter how busy you are, you're going to have time for rest. Even Jesus rested in the boat. God on the seventh day rested. So that one day out of the week, you spend three, four hours in the presence of God. I don't think it's going to kill you. So give God his time. And also, but most importantly, as a student, give your time to your education and become the best you can be for God. As you walk down that stage with summa cum laude, 
I'm telling you, if you say hallelujah, even the demon is going to say amen. And give God glory. When you come out, you can serve God, sleep in church. Nobody's going to criticize you. <laughs> Amen. That's my encouragement for you. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor John, God for this real talk. Thank you. Um, what are some just final words or thoughts that you want to share with the BCAG family and all of our audience watching all over the world? Uh, but my encouragement for BCAG members um, and everyone, part of the BCAG global family, everyone that's connected to our ministry, um, one, I want to thank you, um, for giving your hearts to the Lord. I want to thank you for, for your prayers, your support, your love, and for just serving the Lord. Not, I'm not talking about me now. I'm just talking about just serving the Lord. Because if we're connected in some way or the other, you basically love the Lord. So I want to thank you for doing that. And keep serving the Lord. You know, um, David said, since I was young and now I'm old, I have never seen the righteous forsake him. Now his seed beg for bread. So, I want to encourage you. My final word for you is, you know what? Serving the Lord is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Fearing God, living for God, obeying God will save you from a lot of trouble. So I want to encourage you, even when nobody is recognizing your service, keep serving the Lord. I am where I am today, not because of talent, not because of money. Not because of anything special. It's because I gave my all to God. My, I just love serving the Lord and serving his people. It's a privilege to serve God. So if you serve the Lord, God will take you to places you never imagined. I believe that service and faithfulness to God is a credit you can withdraw from, like stocks in destiny when you get to your purpose. Mm. And so I just want to encourage you to keep serving the Lord, keep loving the Lord, keep being faithful. Whatever church you are, be faithful, be kind to people, love people, forgive easily, ask for forgiveness from God, be kind. It's a short time we have in this world. Make a difference. And I tell you, your life will be a beatitude. I also want to thank all our partners, everyone that's been giving towards the building, when the building project, and um, God is doing great things. And I want to thank everyone. Just in case you're watching me, um, and you want to be a part of what God is doing in Bethel, or you're partnering already, God bless you. I, 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 know, I know soon we're going to celebrate together, uh, and I know that God will be glorified. And I also believe that in this season of COVID, we're going to make it. Amen. It's going to be great. Glorious. The Bible says the latter end of Job's life was better than the beginning. So I believe that God put a pause so that he could do something greater. So wow. expect greater. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor John, once again for this talk Thank and discussion. Thank you so much for everybody who tuned in all over the world. We encourage you to share this stream and bless others. And we just want to encourage you if you're in this season and um, you know, you're saying you're going through a hard time, I just want to encourage you, just look to God. The Bible says that we know that all things work out for our good because we are loved by God and we're called according to his purpose. So we have a guarantee in Christ That's that right. everything is going to work out. Amen. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in this evening. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk with PJ. If you have been blessed by this session, we invite you to join us for the Bethel Experience. We have three services on Sunday at 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. Our Bible studies are held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and prayer meeting on Friday at 7 p.m. We would love for you to visit with us during one of these experiences and join in on the move of God happening live at Bethel Covenant.